Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia. Touchdown, Chargers! Yes, touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen! This Buffalo attack where you're like, oh shoot, we gotta stop Josh Allen in this passing attack. Uh-oh, no, we gotta stop James <laughs> Cook in this running attack. You don't know where to start. The important thing is we get ourselves rested and ready to go and we play at a very high level. Jordan Phillips plays him on injured reserve. Oh, yes! James Cook, Lil Dirty Jr. Mike Danger! Take of the year. We'll go through all the nominees. We'll crown our Take of the Year champion. Our final show of 2023 here on The Fan. Gene Battaglia. Happy holidays to you and your family. We appreciate all your time this year and uh, Happy New Year to you and all the best. So many Leafs fans in the building. Go Leafs. Final score at the Blue Cross Arena, Cleveland Monsters 5, Rochester Americans 3. Make sure you have a take and that the take does not suck. Takes on tap. Let's go! 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. We welcome you back into the sports bar. It's Danger and Pataglia. Glad you're listening along locally at 95.7 FM, AM 950. The Fan Rochester sounds its best in the free-to-download Odyssey app. Our live video stream is up at The Fan Rochester on YouTube, at The Fan Rochester on Twitch. We're on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. Our final show of 2023, our take of the year special in the sports bar. Yeah, and you and I are imbibing. Thank you very much for the box of wine. Yes. It is delicious Raise here. Glass. And you're Gino's got a Thank you. box of the uh, the brose and uh, a co-worker gifted me a bottle of brown liquid and I'm uh, enjoying some of that right now so it is it is the holiday season we are uh, continuing with the tradition of recognizing the finest takes from the past 12 months here in the sports bar yeah we've got time for your calls 8664fan 8664-3 to six and we're talking about our regulars and we're grateful for everybody to listen to the show one of our regulars actually two of them they're both out in la right now monica checking in along with joey here monica where are you santa monica yeah hi gene hi danger we're in santa monica uh got in uh very late last night so yeah uh was greeted by like basically a hurricane this morning we went for a run on the boardwalk which was half flooded i would say so oh boy we we brought the but it wasn't snow right it wasn't thirty degrees and snowing we had the snow to ourselves yeah so yes I was going to ask Joey you're in training right now I mean you've got to get your you've got to get your miles in you've got to get your training in and and less than ideal we've got some elements in Los Angeles is that what I'm hearing yeah so a, a little bit <laughs> but it was it was nice to uh, go on a run with Monica this morning kind of scope out where my long run's going to be tomorrow. Uh, cause I'm going to be, uh, we ran along the pier and I'm moving my long run to Friday. So I don't have to worry about it on Saturday for game day. 
So we are all behind Joey. If you haven't heard, Joey is going to be in the U.S. Olympic trial, the run coming up for the marathon in, in February. So glad that you're able to still train while you're enjoying a Buffalo Bills game. Uh, Joey, did you see Bills fans on the way out here? Yeah, we saw we saw quite a few. I mean, we flew out of Buffalo, so it was a direct flight. So I think it was pretty much like 70% yeah. of the fans on the flight. Pro tip, uh, JetBlue Jet flies direct Buffalo to L.A. Not that, that I'm getting paid or anything, but just, it makes it a lot. It made it a pretty straightforward travel day. So. Well, hopefully the weather clears up for you guys because L.A., you know, in December, January, it could be a little bit dicey. Certainly nothing like you mentioned, Monica, nothing like what we have here. But, it, you know, it is nice to get away. And, and I imagine it'll feel pretty good when you're at SoFi Stadium on Saturday night in a in a, in a stadium, yeah. you know, probably more than half full of, of Bills fans, I would imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, so um, we did. Go, so one thing I was going to mention, um, so we went to the Kansas City game last year and that game definitely felt like you're walking in enemy territory. I mean, from the minute we went into Kansas City, it's very different at Arrowhead. And then you can already tell, like, obviously this is a huge game for the Bills. We need to win um, to keep our playoff dreams alive. But it's just it just feels different out, out in California. I mean, it's not Northeast Cold City. So, yes, it's a very important game, but just the vibe of, it feels like an away game, but you're not walking into the lion's den so much as you were in like a Kansas city, or even if you're in like Pittsburgh or Philly or something like that, it's no, not at all. If I I had to guess Monica, yes or no. Have you seen anybody today in Los Angeles wearing any chargers gear? I would say no. True or false? No, no, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, not even Rams gear, and they're playing yeah. tonight. Yeah, right. In LA. <laughs> I was gonna say, at, at best, the Rams and the Chargers are fifth, sixth, maybe. Not even. I mean, like yeah. Chargers, you could probably boot down to like eighth. Maybe they crack the top ten in terms of like fandom. In that, the Raiders are still more popular in Los Angeles than both of those teams. Oh, for sure. I mean, and like even so, for us, like in in upstate New York, it's cold. You know, the Bills are like we our life revolves around the Bills winning and losing. Like here, if the Chargers lose, the Rams lose, whatever. The next day, it's seventy five degrees, and you go to the beach and you get over it. <laughs> like it's it's a different, it's definitely a different vibe. Not to say that there's not diehard fans everywhere, but um, you do get a different. It's it's a different away game experience. But then the other thing I'll say to that though is the LA Bills backers have been very organized. They have a tailgate tomorrow at Cork and ba- or Saturday rather Cork and Batter, one of the bars across from the stadium, and they're they've been very on top of it um, with selling tickets for it so that you can come in, have all you can eat and drink, and then go to the game. So I think they've been very on top of it from their end to make it a nice experience for people coming in from out of town too. Well. Uh- Listen, by the way, congratulations. You two, uh, you know, a date's been set here for October. Nice. We're, yeah. yeah. We're, we're behind you all. We're behind Joey, certainly. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll be looking for you in the stands coming up watching this one Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We have good seats. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get on TV. Safe travels, <laughs> and guys. I think we're in a section of a lot of Bills fans, from what I gathered from. 
yeah. when I was buying the tickets. Yeah, it's going to be 75% yeah. Bills fans. You don't have to worry about it. You can be you Bills fans. So? All. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I say 40%, yeah. but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than that. Monica, Joey, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All Enjoy right. your time on the West Coast. Enjoy the game Saturday night. Uh, we expect a full recap when we uh, reconvene here in 2024. We're backing you, and we're proud of you, and we're happy for right, you. let's go Buffalo. You got it. Yeah. There she is, Monica <laughs> and Joey. Joey, I've dubbed him Joey, Joey Kipchoge. Kipchoge. Yeah, he's, he's going to be, uh, when, when is the trial? That's in February? That's February 3rd. And they originally moved it up to noon because of television. Like, no, no, no. This is not good for anybody. Because even in, in February, you don't want those temperatures. So it's going to be the rare event danger where it's going to be on tape delay. Okay. So they're going to run it in the morning, pretend that they're doing it live. But for us that really want to know. So I'm trying to. I had this idea that for everybody in Rochester that wants to get behind somebody that's trying for the Olympics, Joey, one of ours, trying for the Olympics, could we do a watch party? But by the time it's actually on, would it actually, you know, we'll already know the result. You'll already know. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, that's great that they're out there having a great time. We know a lot of Bills fans uh, making the trek out west. Um, why not? I mean, like, hey, look, in their, in their case, they're engaged, no kids. Got the means, go out there, have a good time, enjoy the game. Santa Monica is the place, too. If you're, you've never been to L.A., there's so many different towns. You don't know where to start. That's a nice, safe place to start because they have the touristy part with a pier. You know the pier, but the restaurants. A lot of restaurants right in that neighborhood, sure. Yeah, when we went there last year, that was kind of where we we hung out and uh, did some eating, did some drinking, and just enjoyed ourselves. That was a a nice part of L.A. for sure. Um, All right, love that. Now, take of the year. As we commence our uh, Take of the Year nomination special here in the Sports Bar, and we will announce our Take of the Year winner before we close up shop at 6 o'clock. We'll also speak with Dan Coates, captain of the Rochester Nighthawks. He'll be joining us before we close up shop at 6 o'clock as well. Uh, we, we've recapped a, a few. We've we've shared some of the nominees from the past 12 months. Uh, Adam from Irondequoit, last hour we, we replayed his Take of the Year nominee, and, and we give Adam the designation of being our regular take of the year winner because out of all the takes of the year adam the only one calling in with a take so strong that it made the take of the year nomination uh special uh we 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 checked in with gene's take jack is not a real name and we also heard from hmm was we heard from sean o'hare Oh, Sean O'Hare. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Where were you when Tom you? Brady... Re- <laughs> reminded me of 9-11. Such oh. a clown. Um, oh. Where do we want to go next? Now, let's let's go back to the NFL. And um, earlier this season, the Chiefs hosted the Denver Broncos on Thursday Night Football. And former NFL wide receiver, current NFL network analyst, Steve Smith, had some words... For Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy, we present to you Steve Smith absolutely clotheslining Jerry Judy. Take of the year nominee in the sports bar. I called out to him because on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Robb and Bucky, was ninja. 
Ninja. Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right. And then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that use a first round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on and when teams call me and ask him, should they trade for you? I will say no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He can be a wide receiver, he's a tier three. Go back into the studio, I'm done now, thank you. A mic drop. A literal mic drop at the end of that take. And the crowd loves it. The crowd goes wild. Steve Smith blasting Jerry Judy. Take of the year nominee. Can we stick with the Broncos here, Danger? Sure. And this this one clutch cuts close to home here where you, you gave my nomination. Sometimes Danger, when you get on a roll, is this fair to say, you kind of black out? Yeah, I I'm not proud of this moment. I, I went back after, after it happened. I'm like, Oh, are my children afraid of me? Cause if I get this way around them, I would be afraid of me if I was a kid. And, and I know a lot of fans are as passionate or more passionate than I am, but I do. I, I think we just, we get so caught up in the emotion of a win or the emotion of a loss that we kind of black out. We forget, like, oh, right, that that was maybe a little over the top. What what set you off though was the lack of accountability. Really, that that's what it was. Talking about, hey, you know what? We were we we're down five starters on defense. What could I say? And when you read back the quote there, this set Mike Danger off. We know the loss is 12 men on the field. It happened on a Monday night against the Denver Broncos. Mike Danger then came back on Tuesday, and it was a memorable Tuesday here in the sports bar. Danger sharing his thoughts on head coach Sean McDermott. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's where we're at with this guy. He needs to go. It's done. You have seven games left in the season, and there isn't, even if he wins out, if, even if he, the only thing right now that would satisfy or satiate anybody is if you win the Super Bowl, and it ain't happening with this team. He needs to go. This is it. It's over. We don't need to lose the games the way they're losing these games. It's almost always on the head coach. Incredibly sloppy. How many instances? 13 seconds. Zero detail. Zero. Zero attention to detail. Well, we practiced it. I don't know. It's inexcusable. You're damn right it's inexcusable. How? How do you know you have 12 men on the field when you know that Denver is going to do one more kneel down, then they're going to run out the field goal team onto the field. You had time to know that was coming. You had time to get organized. You practiced it during the week, and it's... Still got screwed up. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out on McDermott. You're not going as far as you think you're going. You're never gonna get it. You're never gonna get to where you want to go with that guy leading your organization. Thank you. Mike Danger, your thoughts on this. You had a lot of great moments here, and I think it's one of those you file away for the postseason, right? Things are peachy and everything is looking great right now in Buffalo. What happens when we get to another close game? There's almost 
in every game, close game or not, there's almost always a moment where the team looks disorganized. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, it was the, the end of the first half in the Kansas City game, right? Are we kicking? Are we going for it? Or, or was it the Philadelphia game? No, that See, was Kansas City. I can't yeah. even remember because it almost ha- it's almost every game where oh, there's just a moment of lack of coordination. <laughs> we didn't even get that take came before. Oh, you know what? We're going to kneel down here at uh, the end of the game. Unforgivable the sins. Yeah. yeah, Just unforgivable sins. And look, I don't want anybody to lose their job. I'm not that vindictive a human being. But if you're thinking to yourself that Sean McDermott is going to get this team to the Super Bowl and get them to win a Super Bowl, I, I, you're going to be disappointed because he's Sean McShottenheimer. He will be just good enough to get you to a level, and that will be that. You have an unbelievably talented quarterback. You have one of the best wide receivers in the league. And yes, your defense is playing well despite all of the injuries. It's none of that. None of that to me is what I see. It's always the confusion, the, and then afterwards, the kind of like finger, lack of accountability and the finger pointing and the, you know, oh, we have to be better in those moments. That, that game, what pissed me off about the Denver game was the post game commentary. We practiced it. Yeah, we even practiced that scenario. Well, that's even worse. The fact that you're telling me that you knew that that scenario could be a possibility, you practice it, and it still got screwed up? I don't know what to say, man, except look in the mirror and hold yourself accountable. Now, I had that rant, and that rant isn't nearly, it wasn't nearly as explosive as a three-part quote-unquote character assassination that came just a couple weeks later, courtesy of Ty Dunn of Go Long TD. Trying to remember the timeline. Did the Dorsey firing happen after or before the rant? After. After, right. Yeah, because that that was was the Broncos game. Yeah, that was the Broncos game, and then Wednesday he was gone. I want to say the Broncos game was... Didn't they run the ball like late in that game? Like they just ran it down the... And and I was thinking about myself, like Dorsey is... And, and Dorsey got fired the next day. Yep. And and, and who was benched in the first half? Oh, James Cook. James Cook. Yeah, the, the guy who's number two right now in rushing. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So, look, I, I, like I said, I don't want to see anybody get fired. I'm obviously not hoping that the Bills fail so I can say, yeah, I told you so. I really hope I'm wrong. But I'm out. I'm, I'm Count me as one of the guys that's very skeptical of Buffalo's head coach. And if it ends in disappointment, like it has so many times, not just in the playoffs, but in the regular season, the person that I, I think needs more more blame and needs to look in the mirror is Sean McDermott. And I want to give him credit for doing everything that he's done, for building back this organization, this franchise, to getting it back to a respectable level. And I think his intentions are pure. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad human. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just think you're only going to go so far given what we've seen up to this point through the years. Uh, Let's take a break. We have more take of the year nominees to unveil as we get to our final hour here. Happy hour is when we will announce our take of the year winner. Um, We've got a couple of NBA take of the year nominees to get to. A few, actually. We have more Bills nominations, too. Maggie Gray unloading. Yes, absolutely. We'll get to those next in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. 
On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills placing Jordan Phillips on injured reserve today, meaning his regular season is over. He had surgery on his wrist this week. Head coach Sean McDermott assessing the defensive tackle position. You know, we'll just have to take it one week at a time and just see how we come out of this game and and um, see where, what the roster looks like. Um, you know, we're a little light right now on defensive tackles as it is. Uh, just trying to practice out there and uh, yesterday and and so, you know, I think we'll we'll make an evaluation of that once we get out of this game. Meanwhile, both Keenan Allen and Joey Bosa have been declared out for this game. The line now, Bills minus 12 and a half. You can hear Bills and Chargers Saturday on 96.5 WCMF. Week 16 begins tonight. It's the Rams and the Saints. Sabres hosting Toronto tonight. Our coverage begins at 7 o'clock. Syracuse basketball hosting Niagara at 5. Football taking on South Florida at 8. Gene Bataglia, the fan Rochester. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Now the 3-2 swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Yeah, it's a take of the year nominee. It's not really a take, but it's some of the best audio you'll ever hear. <laughs> we have to have different categories as this evolves. Like our, our caller of the year, Adam from Arondacoit. That would be best comedic performance, would it not? Like, <laughs> name me something that is better than that. John Sterling getting hit with a foul ball from her Odyssey Sports Sister Station, WFAA. Now the 3 2 swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. It became so well-known, so requested. We actually use it as our sounder now for breaking news. Right, whenever we have breaking news in the sports bar, uh, you'll know it. Ow! 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 
It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Yeah, I, on, on YouTube, we have breaking news uh, across <laughs> the screen. No, we really don't have breaking news. Right now. Uh, at the Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch, by the way, our 2023 Take of the Year special, our final episode of the year, Gino. And boy, staying in New York where... Recently, in the last few months, a, a change with CBS Sports Radio and conversely, a change with the fan Rochester is DA, the DA show, Damon Amendolora moved on to greener pastures, leaving an opening in morning drive. And well, the show that you probably never heard because they were on opposite us on the network. So because we're a local show, you never really heard Maggie and Perloff, even though you may have been familiar with Andrew Perloff from his years working on Dan Patrick as McLovin and Maggie Gray from her years at WFAN in New York. Maggie and Perloff, your new morning show on the fan Rochester, and it's a great show. They do an unbelievable job. They're both fun, funny, smart. Maggie has some Rochester connections. Who knew? I, I listening to the show off the get-go, like, wow, Maggie's a Bills fan. We've got to have her on the show. So we invited her on. By the way, my husband is from Rochester. Right. I've been to Rochester many a times. Growing up in Binghamton, we thought of Rochester as Paris, I think was her line. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So she, you know how we do things here in Rochester. She's one of us. We've claimed her. Yeah. And, and as a Bills fan, she had takes. But this was a take that not only hit you and I danger right between the eyes, a lot of listeners as well. And to me, it's it's kind of haunting. But there's hope in the end. Take of the year nominee, Maggie Gray from Maggie and Perloff on the fan, talking about the Buffalo Bills and 13 seconds being as good as it might get. Is it mental? Man, I hope not. Uh, Because if it is, that means that solidifies probably something that maybe Bills fans and maybe the organization doesn't want to face, which is, the 13 seconds game might have been the best shot. And I'm not willing to say yet that they're not going to have another great shot at this and that they're not going to have learned from those mistakes in that game and can be better for it. I'm not giving up. This hasn't beaten me down yet. Hell, we're Bills fans. We've been through worse. And I think if, if a few things can break right and they can start peaking at the right time at the end of the season, why not the Bills, really? I mean, we have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We still have a great defense despite some of the injuries. I'm saying we now, like I'm suiting up for the team. <laughs> but I, I'm, still, I'm still with this team. Take of the year nominee, Maggie Gray. Yeah, it was, uh, that was a sobering take. 13 seconds might be as good as it, it's going to get. Because at that time, we were like, Oof. Man, it was after one of those bad losses. Yeah, and we didn't even get to the Denver game or the Philadelphia game. I don't think we got to the New England game. That that was mid-October, so this was after a, oh boy, they beat the Giants, and they were kind of lucky there. You realize this isn't all looking like the way it should, but it's a great take because it instills some fear, but in the end it gives you some hope. It's, It's foreshadowing, actually, I think. We've got a, another Bills take from a voice that you hear on the fan Rochester's part of One Bills Live every weekday. That's Buffalo Bills legend Steve Tasker. The Bills had an unfortunate uh, incident happen this summer during mandatory minicamp. They basically they were the the only story out of the league during mandatory minicamp came out of Buffalo. Everything else was kind of like status quo, ho hum, nothing to see here. But in Buffalo. We have a flair for the dramatic. Yeah, so it's day one, and Stefan Diggs had not 
you know, arrived, and he doesn't have to, okay, during the OTAs, the organized team activities, which are voluntary. We always stress that. Well, mandatory minicamp, conversely, is mandatory. And here was day one. Sean McDermott was asked, okay, is everybody here? Steph Diggs is not here. Are, are you concerned? I'm very concerned. All of a sudden, uh-oh, you're paying Steph Diggs here as some sort of malcontent here, the head coach. Well, we we know the story. We know how it kind of came about. But Steve Tasker, setting the record straight here about Steph Diggs, anybody that looks at a situation, and if you want to win, you do what it takes to win. This is a winning take by Steve Tasker the way he goes off. Yeah, they're making a ton of money. Absolutely. Money don't mean nothing if you want to win. And if Steph had a beef or if one of these players has a beef with the way they're doing things and doesn't think it gives them the best chance to win, whether you're making $20 million or whether you're making $2 million, you should speak up. So don't give me this about they're making all this money, they should show up to work. If they think something's going wrong that they want to fix and nobody's fixing it, they better speak up because they want to win more than they want the money. You just said Steph Diggs wants to win and all that. Well, if he wants to win, what's that mean? It means doing everything you can to make sure everything's going the way it should be going. So you win games. And these players know just more than you or me about what it's going to take. They do want to win. That's why they're squawking. That's the only reason they squawk. It's because they want to win and they don't think somebody or something is going the right way and nobody's addressing it. So they stand up and they say, wait, fix it because we got a problem. That's what great players do. They want to win. And if somebody's not pulling their weight, they're going to hear about it. If something's not being done the way a winner, a winning team or winning organizations should do it, a captain should stand up and say, fix it. That's how it's supposed to work. Nobody has said that Steph Diggs all of a sudden took it out of gear. He's been making a lot of money for a lot of years, and he's been playing hard. Lights out. Hard for this club. That's when you get frustrated. When you're a player like Steph Diggs of his caliber, when you're a player of Vaughn Miller's caliber, when you're a player of Josh Allen's caliber, and you're balling out, and it doesn't work, and something's not working, and then somebody comes out and something looks different, or something is not right, that's when you stand up and say, listen, what am I doing here? I'm making all this money. I'm putting up all these numbers. I'm I'm doing everything I can to help this team win, and you got this over here going on? Fix it! Right. Great players know how to win. Those guys know what's going on. When they see something wrong, they address it. Now, some guys, you can say, address it differently than Steph Diggs did, but I'll tell you what, whatever it was that Steph Diggs brought to the table, he's practicing today. There you go. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Tasker... Uh, you know what I love about Tasker is when when he gets that passionate about his takes, he, it's coming from a place of knowledge. He he was in that situation. He was in that locker room. He knows the the mindset of a player, a guy who wants to be the best, a guy who wants to win at all costs. So hearing him basically validate everything that we thought about that situation was refreshing. Unbelievable take. Uh, Steve Tasker getting his nomination this year. Last year, he wasn't nominated, but he was involved in the take. Do you remember the take from 2020? Of course. I want to say that this was our runner-up uh, for 2022 take of the year, courtesy of Brandon Bean joining us live at St. John Fisher University. I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, it's a great setup. It's a great 
town. They, they embrace us. Um, it's not too far away. Um, you know, listen, like anything, there's always a little bit of, ah, I got to go stay in a dorm room. I got to do this. But when the guys get there, uh, there's a lot of camaraderie. There's a lot of fun. And, and it takes pressure off. If you've got obligations at home, taking kids to daycare or night feeds, wherever you are in your right. family plan. And even, listen to my wife, hey, honey, what time are you leaving? Can you stop by uh, CVS and pick up a prescription yeah, yeah, for yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about any of that. And I know the players feel the same way. Yeah. Tasker's in the back. We're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I know exactly the, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or is he saying, yeah, yeah, yeah? Like, uh, you're, you're, you're digging going yourself, down, yeah, you're digging you know, yourself your grave, pal. <laughs> I'm offering you a lifeline. Your Let's wife is going to it. murder you. Yeah, well, you know, it gets you out of your responsibilities <laughs> as a husband and a father. Love being away for a couple of weeks. Get those brats out of my life. Listen, for anybody that's been on a business trip, and training camp is a business trip. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's yeah. like those are the secret thoughts. Like, okay, you know what? I'm working. Oh wait, I I can I can actually sleep in here. I can go out and have a drink. Or I don't. Have, I can do whatever. Yeah, the NBA is always a take space, man. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, quick. I don't, again, I'm not sure if if they're necessarily takes, but it's fantastic audio. One negative, one positive. One when I hear it, I want to jam a pencil in my ear. And and just keep going because nobody likes hearing the professional athlete refer to himself in the third person. It's just a different level of tone deafness. Yet, as his team was in the postseason, were we going to see Zion Williamson? Was he going to make it? Was he going to battle back from whatever was ailing him? Zion Williamson Talking about his health, 2023, take of the year nominee. Physically, I'm fine. Now it's just a matter of uh, I feel like Zion. I know the atmosphere I'd be in here uh, based off like the playoff experience. Uh, so now it's just a matter of when I feel like Zion. I don't know how else to say it. I, it just sucks. Uh, I love this game. No, I'm, I don't think you do there, Zion. What's the more tone-deaf take? Is it him or Sean O'Hare? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, both both up there. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. And, and again, probably like coming from a good place, like really thinking to himself, like, oh, if I just say, like, I really want to be there. I love playing this game. But it was when he went third person. I mean, I'm like, oh, God, that's a problem. Um, This is another nominee from the NBA. And this happened. This happened after their first round exit to an eight seed. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh my gosh! And and Giannis, I, look, I know a lot of people are fans of Giannis. He does things the right way. He says the right things. Giannis is just spewing, in my opinion, spewing crap. Well, what makes this a great take? As you say, it splits the audience. The first time I heard this, this was in my social media feed. And it was it was a teacher saying, this is an example for our kids. Oh, my gosh. I don't want you te- teaching my kids there if this is an example here. Yeah. Wow. Um, if you forgot, it was the Miami Heat, the eight seed, who eventually ended up in the final, dispatching of the one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo on whether or not... The Bucks season was a failure. Do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal. 
right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards that goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't, know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year, somebody else is gonna win. Simple as that. Soft, just soft. Wow. I, I just, I, I, I hated it so much. I just remember hearing hearing him say that and thinking to myself, you know, the right answer there is yes, it was a failure, and yes, we're gonna learn from the mistakes of this failure, and we're gonna come back next year and be better. I don't know why he got defensive and kind of went after the reporter who asked the legitimate question: Was this season a failure? And by the way, just a couple days later the organization fired their head coach. The head coach who had gotten them an NBA title. So it's not a failure, but you're firing the coach. Right. Oh, side note, Michael Jordan never lost to an eight seed. I wish the reporter would have pushed back. They're like, no, it's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> like, season was a failure. We will learn from the failure. We will be back and better next year because of this failure. Why not just admit what it was? Your season as the one seed in the East, was a failure. Could there be a cultural thing? I'm just trying to look at a different angle. That, like, here, where we grow up, it's you win or you're... you're Maybe. You take, but that seemed like, okay, whatever. Maybe. Whatever. But, but that's, why I, that's why I can't back Giannis. Like, that's why I think Giannis is soft. And we had another incident just a couple of weeks ago, right, with the game ball thing where he's chasing everything. Like, he's a weirdo, man. There's a lot of weird energy around that guy. Not a winner. I mean, he's, he got the title. He's got the title, but he doesn't have the killer instinct. Stayed in Milwaukee. I can appreciate him staying in a small market, but that was some serious loser energy from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, who ended up winning the title? That's later? right. Yes. Who ended up winning? It was it, What made me laugh was, and we said this from the get-go, the Denver Nuggets were the one seed that the NBA didn't want you to watch. Okay, we're going to put them 10 o'clock every single night. Sorry. By the time the finals got around, we were just getting familiar with this team for the first time. And boy, oh boy, do you not like Jokic yeah. after? Love Nikola Jokic. He's the kind of player that when you watch enough of their games, you're like, Oh, I get it. I get it now. Not only is he good, not only can he do it all, but he makes everybody around him better. He always seems to make the right decision. Great player. Love the player. And they go on to win the title. And Denver gets another championship. And Jokic is just a robot. He's Ivan Drago and Rocky Four. His job won the championship. My job is done. Yep. You said after the Lakers win, you said you were surprised that you didn't feel more. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? <laughs> when is parade? Thursday. No. <laughs> I need to go home. Hello. Okay. Uh, 
just exasperated at the idea that I got to do more. You're kidding me. I just carried this team. We won a title, and now I got to stick around for. I want to see my family. I want to go home. I want to go home. This isn't a home. I just love that. I love that so much. It's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Nikola Jokic, take of the year nominee. Now, more recently in the NBA, for the first time ever, the NBA conducted an in-season tournament. Hey, this is a way to get fans kind of re-engaged with the product at a time when we're really kind of, it's secondary. Football season is going on and, you know, hockey is just getting going and the NBA is just getting going. But here we have an in-season tournament in the NBA and we've got this formatted in a way so that it'll affect your, your regular season record and one team will have the chance if they win for every player on the team to get a half a million dollars. Yeah. And it was for us and we're casual NBA observers here in the sports bar. Like if you love the NBA and what dialed me in is for people that love the NBA, totally into this, you know, I'm going to kind of check this out and the level of play was different. And by the end, you're like, okay, that is exactly what I want in a sporting event. Meaning, Hey, don't oversell me Mm -hmm. um, over deliver. Except they did it. I mean, yeah, like, the yeah. in-season tournament was a success. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, but the product, it. the the product itself was great. However, however, winning the inaugural in-season tournament, the LA Lakers were going to hang a banner for the in-season tournament championship. Well, one of the goats, sports bar legend. Sports talk legend. We're not here without Mad Dog. Mike and the Mad Dog, Mm -hmm. the OGs. Mad Dog on first take on the L.A. Lakers raising a banner to the in-season tournament. Can you imagine what Elgin Baylor is doing right now? (laughs) (laughs) How about about Jerry West? The logo. The logo. (laughs) How about Gail Goodrich? Look him up. Happy Hurston. Happy Hurston. Jimmy McMillan. <laughs> all right. Paul Gasol. God rest his soul. Kobe. We are going to drink champagne after we win a regular season tournament. First inaugural oh. in the you locker room. Fun. And then you to top fun. it off, they got 18, 19 banners. How many championships? 17. 17. And they're drinking champagne. And then they're going to raise a banner to the rafters in Aww. L.A. for winning Aww. this inaugural tournament. Banners are for championships and retired numbers. <laughs> they're not for a four-game series in the middle of November. And I'm not knocking the inaugural tournament. The Silver did a great job with it. I'm not knocking it. But you got to have a little perspective. think you're overreacting. <laughs> That's Stephen A. Stephen A. delivering the uh, knockout blow. I think you're overreacting. That's Mad Dog from First Take. Take of the year nominee. Oh. The Lakers hanging their inaugural in-season tournament championship banner. And now they have two fraudulent championships that they can celebrate in L.A. Their defense of this danger was that 
they left a lot of space on the banner so they could add future years. So if they win this again next year, oh, it'll be a separate banner. Yeah, it'll just going to be one banner. But now every team is going to have to raise a fake banner. If the Lakers did it, we have to do it. And they'll do the same thing. I, I like that better. Then its own individual banner, but it still is kind of like, come on, really? I mean, I'm with Skip. I'm I'm sorry. I'm with with Mad Dog. That ch- banners are for championships and retired numbers. End of story. But you're hanging a banner for mm-hmm. the promotion, the in season tournament. That and the bubble tournament, uh, the the bubble championship. Like, okay, you got a couple of <laughs> fake banners up there in the rafters at Crypto, in the Disney Mickey Mouse. They give you a That's of right. Yeah. Not a real championship. So there you have it, folks, our take of the year nominees. We've sprinkled them out over the first couple of hours of the show. And now all that's left to do is crown a winner, a take of the year for 2023. And just quickly to recap, you heard Giannis, you heard Mad Dog, you heard Nikola Jokic from the NBA, you heard Zion. You heard my rants on Sean McDermott and the Bills having too many men on the field for a missed field goal attempt against Denver. You heard Gino earlier on Jack is not a real name. Maggie Gray on 13 seconds being the best that it will get for this era of the Buffalo Bills. Steve Tasker on Stephon Diggs in mandatory minicamp. Sean O'Hara on Tom Brady's retirement being something you'll remember like 9-11 or JFK's assassination. We can't give that one. But can we cross that one off? We cannot. <laughs> Adam from Irondequoit declaring that Bill Belichick isn't even a top five all-time head coach. John Sterling getting plunked with a foul ball. And Steve Smith eviscerating Jerry Judy. Your 2023 Take of the Year nominees. <laughs> Now it's now it's on to crowning a take of the year. Now, this was you and I have the casting votes here. Who would win? Mm-hmm. A little back and forth here. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, by the way, if you want to weigh in before we announce the winner, give us your vote. Maybe you can sway our opinions here. Our phone number is 585-8664-FAN. That's the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line, 866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. New location at 135 West Commercial Street in ER, goodsmokebbq.com. We'll listen to your rationale for your vote for Take of the Year. We will crown the winner next on the fan. And we'll also talk to Rochester Nighthawks captain Dan Coates before we close up shop here next on The Fan Rochester. You're listening to The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.